episode four of the Adeline Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah and Doc and Adam. How are you guys? It's been a while. It has, yeah. It's been too long. Been I am well. Fifteenth of uh, September was when we recorded that interview. It's been far too long then, but so we've a lot, had a lot to talk about. Then. Yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. So, um, a lot of you know that I went to uh, New York Comic Con. Um, back at the beginning of the month, and it was amazing. So I'm just going to tell anyone who's listening to this podcast that if you get a chance to go, you absolutely must go. It's so well run. It is so much fun. Um, I did get a chance to talk to Charles Soule and James Asmus both, and they are both wonderful human beings. So if they're at a convention you happen to be at, don't hesitate. Stop by and say hello to them. They're amazing. That's good. Did you get any insider information while you were there? Um, I might have, but I'm not discussing it now. Ah, spoil, spoil. I got an answer to a very important question, but I'm I'm not answering that here. Oh, okay. Which which, which uh, what was I'm the sure question? I'll make our listeners very happy. What question? I'm was not it? telling you what question that is. No. Oh, okay. Um, I also uh, had a chance to talk to uh, Amy Reader, uh, Brandon Montclair, and Natasha uh, Bustos from Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get them on the show uh, here in uh, the upcoming months. They are also very, very amazing people. Um, so you yes, should anyone out there them. who is not yet reading Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, do yourself a favor and start reading Moon That's Girl. Me included. There were a lot of... Uh, I, I saw a lot of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur cosplayers at NYCC. There were... A lot of them. There's a whole family. Um, the mom was like a grown-up Lunella, and the dad was Devil Dinosaur, and their little daughter was Lunella. There were a lot of them. <laughs> it was oh, really terrific. fantastic. So oh, that's great. It was, it was great. So go to NYCC. It's worth it. Yeah, it was one of the things I wanted Check. to. I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and maybe look into it, but there's a lot of stuff going on next year, so maybe. Put on the put on the idea, Paul. <laughs> you could have a so week. What else are we discussing this episode? Uh, we've got to talk about some civil war, some uncanny uh, Inhumans, Miss Marvel, Mosaic, and Death of X as well. Yeah, so, uh, we got a lot to go over then. Oh, not enough time to do it. So <laughs> let's jump right in. Um, civil War. Where were we at last time we talked? So Civil War got up to I think it was ugh, issue four, maybe. No, it was le- earlier than that, wasn't it? It was like. Because it was the September episode in which we last talked about it, wasn't it? So, must have only been we're like at, issue two or something. No, I think we're at issue four because we're at issue six now. Oh, okay. Well, well in yeah, any case, yeah. a lot has happened, and not a lot has happened. I think a lot has happened in the crossover or uh, the uh, Civil War attached books like yeah. Miss Marvel and Kenny and Humans, whereas the main Civil War book has dragged a bit. What's happened is uh, uh, Ulysses had a vision that the Hulk, the incredible Bruce Banner, would turn into the Hulk and kill everyone. Uh, in order to prevent that, um, uh, Bruce Banner and Hawkeye, Clint Barton, had kind of entered into a pact that he had, if he ever turned into the Hulk again, that Hawkeye should use this special gamma tip arrow to kill him, uh, which he did, uh, thus preventing the vision from coming to fruition. But <laughs> the Hulk died, which was terrible. 
um, and everyone was very angry about it. Uh, a big battle ensued. Uh, Iron Man's side versus Carol Danver, Captain Marvel's side. Um, the Inhumans sort of got fed up and were like, we're out of here. Uh, <laughs> that was really funny, actually. <laughs> they were like, they just know. They put up two fingers and said, out. Yeah. Um, but um, something's going on with Ulysses. Um, his powers seem to be out of control, and he saw and projected a vision of Spider-Man Miles Morales killing Captain America Steve Rogers, and it's really stopped everyone in their tracks and um, caused the conflict to come to a head, and um, that's where we are. Yeah, so, I mean, I've got a little theory on how his powers works and how ultimately they... Ulysses. Yeah, Ulysses' powers. So what I've noticed is that every time that uh, every time somebody has sort of had... Every time Ulysses has had a um, vision, whenever Carol Danvers has got involved, it's always come to fruition. Whereas... um, if somebody else gets involved, like a third party that Ulysses doesn't know or doesn't know about, it doesn't happen. Well, I would like to um, disagree with that because in the issue uh, Spider-Woman number 10, Jessica Drew went and checked on like 20-something visions and all of them came true. Okay, but in, in all of... All, okay, in okay. yeah, you've probably proved me wrong there, but <clears throat> how do I put it? It's kind of... Every single one that's documented in the sub, you know, in the, in the Titans. So, like, all, all New Wolverine is an example I've got. So, where um, Ulysses had a vision that Logan was going to kill Gabby, um, it did happen, but basically, it didn't. It didn't happen until Captain America got involved. So, I mean, in these visions that Spider Woman checked out, were they all completely void of superheroes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. would. I mean, one was a brand new Inhuman. One was a trip to Monster Metropolis, which was kind of fun. Uh, one was a trip to the blue area of the moon, and he was the only like Avenger or whatever that was involved. Yeah, but I, I still, I still think that um, there is something funny about his powers, and I do think that Tony Stark has a point. So. Well, I think we can all agree that that. Uh, Iron Man represents the right side of the conflict. Uh, profiling in any shape or form is problematic, and uh, I mean I can certainly understand why Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, wants to use these power, use these predictions to stop you know terrible things from happening. But you know once it's put into application, it's uh, it's such a power it ends up being um, you know leading to uh, corruption. Yes. And yep. You know, it goes back to the whole, you can't, you know, it's punishment after the crime. You can't punish someone for not committing a crime. So If you, and I, and I, no, I agree with that. And I think, I think it really, what it needs to come down to is you have to pick and choose which yeah. of those visions you react on. Because if you react on something like that first one was that World Destroyer or Thanos, damn right, why would you let that happen? But if it's something like, on a personal level or a small scale level, I think that's something that you know might. I think it comes impossible to choose because you're saying, okay, 
10 people dying is is a tragedy worth intervening on, but one person dying is not. That's it's kind right, of, kind exactly. Of, that's the way you want your justice system working. It's kind of right. that kind of like that moral, you know that moral problem where right. you say if you've got a train going down some tracks and there's one person on one track and five people on another track, which track do you make yeah. it go down? It's kind exactly. of it's, it's an impossible situation. So you can't really right. say well it's right. this one or you know yeah. Right. <laughs> But that's and then that's kind of where it comes in. I forget if it was in Carol's own comic or which one it was, but he said something along. And this is where, like, not that I necessarily 100% agree with Carol, but I certainly absolutely have a lot of sympathy for her right now um, because she's basically saying she goes, she's a soldier, and in the military, if we even have a 10% chance of preventing something horrible from happening, we're going to try and prevent it. And that's just her military training coming to the forefront and it's yeah. something that she can't as a person she can't sit there and go even with that 10% chance of it happening if it does happen I would feel horrible that I could have done something to prevent it and I, I didn't isn't that um, well, here, make a good point. isn't that a line from Civil War uh, not Civil War, Captain America Winter Soldier probably I, I, I have a hint <laughs> because because this, cause, this is something else I sort of, you know, um, spoke to a couple of friends about, and it's basically that the Winter Soldier and Civil War, the movies, kind of, they're named sort of kind of wrong, because the Winter Soldier, rather than being about Winter Soldier, was actually based around the concept of Project Insight, which was essentially what Civil War 2 is. It's kind of being able to profile someone oh. to a point of where, you know, you can kind of say, well, they're going to do something bad in 10 years' time, let's shoot them dead now. It's yeah. right, and it's kind and of it that degenerates into tyranny almost immediately. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. <clears throat> but um, in terms of inhuman-based stuff, yeah, we, right. I mean, Uncanny in fourteen was quite uh, Uncanny Humans fourteen was quite an interesting one. That was actually yes, that was uh, the conclusion of the Civil War tie-in. Yeah, we saw Iron Man um, come to New Adelan. Um, an invasion flanking yeah. um, what has happened is that uh, Maximus, bad guy has uh, <laughs> engineered things <laughs> he's made it look as though the Medusa's Inhumans, the Inhumans of New Adelan have uh, waged a very bloody war on Tony Stark uh, destroying Stark, Tow Stark Tower and then uh, destroying this factory in Switzerland um, killing everyone who's there um, so Stark himself believes that this was the act of, of Medusa and the actual Inhumans of New Adelan. So he sends a veritable army of his Iron Man suits to lay siege to New Adelan. And there's a, a tremendous battle that ensues thereafter. Yeah. He's, Unfortunately, I, I, it begins with Black Bolt being all but taken off the table. Um, I, I was so that. looking forward to a big knockdown drag out fight between Black Bolt and this whole army of Iron Men. I feel cheated at that. He got he got nerfed in like the first page. I, I genuinely I love that. It's like it's like my two favourite characters coming together. And you always assume that Black Bolt is always gonna win, but it was just sort of Iron Man going, Nah, you can't do that, sorry. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, 
Iron Man has spent a lot of time with Black Bolt in through their uh, time together in the new in the Illuminati New yeah. Avengers. So he knows his powers quite well, and you know he is a strategic planner. He's a, so he thought ahead of time: how do we take out that big gun? Um, unfortunately, he did not, you know, calculate into it how uh, the resolve of the younger Inhumans, uh, led by ISO, who um, were able surprises to strike me, by the way. Yeah, that was a good. That, that was a good part me. of the book. Although, although I know, I know, I'm sort of moving towards the end of the comic book, but it was, it was the final line from Iron Man where he goes, "Medusa, get your house in order," and I think that's quite an interesting setup potentially for the next storyline. Um, yeah, purely because it's you know it is it is kind of like well, Medusa has been doing quite a good job of being you know the queen of Atalan and that sort of stuff, but she hasn't kept all of the threats to Atalan in check. Well, it's a it's a tough one because he's basically telling her you know you represent all your people, um, you should control them, which you know I'm I understand what he's saying, but it's kind of. Uh, Kind of a racist yeah. thing to say. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit um, di- dictatorial, I think is the word. Right. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, it's a great issue. It, I mean, it was, a, it was a fun run. It was a, uh, I thought the art by both Carlos Pacquio and, um, and Kim Janico Janico <laughs> um, was terrific. Um, I really have enjoyed seeing Karnak uh, be incorporated more into Uncanny Inhumans. Um, yeah. It's clear that Charles Soule likes writing his dialogue and uh, comes Karnak's through. Fun. He's, um, he's very much grown on me. Yeah, he, he's gone from being one of my least favorite Inhumans to one of my favorite Inhumans in short order. Um, and we get to see... Uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala, fight alongside the Inhumans, finally. Um, with Along with Nadja and Grid and Dante, Lint yeah. and Reader. It's just a good squad. Yeah, and I, 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 I do hope that um, uh, Miss Marvel is going to be involved a little bit more within the Uncanny Inhumans and the you know potentially whatever happens to the rest of the Ornu Inhumans. So. Well... It looks like, and we'll touch on this more in a little bit, but it looks like her and um, Synapse from Uncanny in he- or Uncanny Avengers yeah. um, looks like they're going to have a role to play in Resurrection so, or IVX rather. Okay, so, IVX that's cool. for sure. All all of the Inhuman, all of this sort of disparate Inhumans will be coming together at IVX. So we're going to see Daisy Johnson, Quake, and Moon Girl, and uh, Miss Marvel, Mosaic, and. Uh, uh, others, others, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, synapse, uh, join in. Uh, finally, sort of, be forced to choose a side, and you know if they're going to be on their fellow Inhumans side of this whole conflict with the X Men mutants. So, it's almost right. like a, it's almost like another superhero civil war, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's, it's a building it's to this Avengers X Men, you know, but with Inhumans instead. Yeah, although um, the, the I think it'll be more fun. I think IVX issue zero, so kind of like the first sort of shots fired uh, issue, it comes out. Is it the end of this month? Yes. Yeah, thirtieth yes. of November. I right on the heels. Yeah, right. Of Civil I think War. it comes out the same week, or or perhaps the week after. 
after the final, the fourth and final issue of Death of X. So oh, it's going to segue yet, right into it. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, uh... backtracking a little bit, Miss Marvel. Um, going oh my back God, to... guys! The last several issues of Miss Marvel have just been top notch. I think the way that uh, G. Willow Wilson has, has uh, tackled the, the 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 conundrum embodied in Civil War Two is just perfectly done um, in issues. Uh, I'd say nine through eleven of um, of uh, of Miss Marvel, um, just fantastic work. Um, Absolutely, very emotional and very very character oriented, as you would say. I would say the same thing that if you if there are two tie-ins you read, you need to meet, read um, Miss Marvel and Spider Woman, but. Spider-Woman's not inhuman, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do need to get um, the Ms. Marvel. I've got the first, most recent trade. Uh, I'm just waiting on uh, the 2014, 2015 book. You know, the one before Secret Wars. It's very good, and this last issue was phenomenal. Um, she went to uh, Pakistan to visit yeah. her family for a while, and uh, I guess a little bit of soul-searching was in order. And uh, it was just a really, really good issue. Highly recommend it. I have been able to sort of glance over that one, and I will say that the... I know it sounds... I've, I've become a bit of a, a critic of uh, comic book art now, even though I'm not an artist, but the art of it looks really good because it's oh, kind it of... Oh, great. You've kind of got the the whole New York look to things, which is nice, like, blue kind of... <clears throat> you know, you can tell it's kind of a New York thing because it's, you know... New Jersey. Of, well, New Jersey. It's kind of industrial. Um, and then you go to Pakistan, and it's kind of a, you know, dusty, yellowy kind of color, and it, you know, re- you know, reflects not it reflects what you think of the region essentially. It's kind of like sandy, sort of that kind of color, I suppose. Yeah, the the artist for that issue, I'm looking it up. I I don't know her name right off the top of my head. Um, her name is My Mirka Andolfo. She's an Italian artist, and it's, she's got a very manga style. But I think she um, kind of. I uh, hope they keep her she, for a while because her art really she's works on, well she's, for Miss Marvel. She's scheduled to be the artist for this week's uh, issue thirteen, um, but uh, I think you're right. She does a wonderful job of capturing the sort of feel of Karachi, even though I've never been to Karachi. It, it looks quite a bit like um, the the. The comics that you see coming out of uh, both Pakistan and India, um, and when they had um, uh, this uh, Kamala meets this this fella named uh, Karim, who he turns out that he's a superhero too. And when he first shows up on the scene, he's you know the red dagger, and he looks just like a perfect uh, uh, your idea of what a, a Marvel superhero from Karachi would look like. Um, oh, he's pretty cool. He'll be showing up again, apparently, too. Someone asked um, G. Willow Wilson about that on Twitter, and she said we'll be seeing more of him. So, oh, good. That's cool. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, Miss Marvel, He's a really read fun it. character. Yeah. He is Go fun. read, yes, read, read as much Miss Marvel. Uh, we're going to uh, attach a link uh, to an article that appeared in The Village Voice all about Miss Marvel and about how uh, she's captured the uh, heart and attention of uh, the the newer, younger readership, and I think it's a, a wonderful read yeah. um, uh, that everyone should check out. Uh, um, it it does a much better job than I can of relaying why this character is so important and fantastic to the future of comics. 
mm, and, and the future of the Inhumans. I feel quite proud that she, you know, as a long time Inhuman fans, a long suffering Inhuman fans, to see Amen. an Inhuman <laughs> become, you know, a spotlight character. And, you know, some of the haters, they say, well, she's an Inhuman name only. She's not related to the royal family, yada, yada, yada. You know, cram it. <laughs> I don't want to hear yeah, it. Exactly, she's an right? Inhuman. Deal with it. Yep, yeah. You know, they say, oh, what, what, the, what the argument I hear so often is people saying, well, if Kamala debuted 10 years ago, she would have been a mutant. She would have been an X-Men. Uh-huh. And I said, yes, but 10 years ago, her, this comic would have never taken off. And that's what this whole article is about. It's, um, you know, the, the demographics of, the, of America have changed. The demographics of comic readership have changed. Definitely. And uh, Kamala is a representative of that change. And so are the Inhumans. So deal with it, X fans. Yeah, you're not frustrated at all, are you? Um, okay. I There's no jadedness to me. I think that also comes into kind of like the movies and stuff because the movies are really kind of focused towards that whole comedy kind of you know kind of thing, and they're all rated 12s in this country, um, where which is kind of like the ideal age for kids. Um, and, I, and I think Miss Marvel really caters to them, especially. And also, yeah, Do- Doctor Strange is out, and that's really good. So, go see that as well. <laughs> but okay, you know, both both Miss Marvel and Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur have this kind of all ages feel. Yeah, but yeah. don't don't let that definitely. discourage you. It's still super smart writing. It, you know, it's it's a so it's good. not inappropriate for youngsters. It's uh, it's you know, younger readers. It's totally um, appealing to younger readers, but it's not dumbed down any stretch it's it's uh it's very clever um, yeah there's there's it, just because it says all ages doesn't mean it's a kid's book guys totally pick exactly. both of them up um so we've had a new uh, inhuman introduced uh recently to our uh our uh, comic book line mosaic um and uh, his issue came out a couple weeks ago uh very interesting uh i think power concept that yeah. he's got going on um i think it's um pretty unique in a lot of ways uh he can um inhabit and, or possess other people and then uh he can leave their bodies and he re- retains their memories and everything which is really kind of creepy it is a bit but i think um there was something i said uh back in episode two was it maybe when we first started discussing mosaic um, and I said, "Oh, why, why are they doing a stereotype? Why are Marvel sticking to stereotypes?" Oh. You know, I started complaining about that sort of stuff, um, and I can entirely see why they kept to a stereotype and why they kind of made him a bit of an arrogant basketball player <laughs> because it fits so uh. well. It is, yeah. Hmm. And, I, and I think, I think, well, it, I mean, real quickly, uh, the book is written by Jeffrey Thorne and illustrated by Kylie Randolph with colors by uh, Emilio Lopez. Um, excellent. It's a great read. Um, unfortunately, it's like $5 for the first issue, which I think was Was it really for that much? I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. It was $5 for the first issue. It's a great issue, and um, I recommend it. I think they're going to republish it even um, uh, maybe at a lower price. Um, well, maybe. I will say it was a lot darker than I thought it was actually kind of going to be. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking going into it, but the way it ended, I was like, "Wow, that's not it's what I was expecting." 
Yeah, yeah. it was very, very good. But uh, it's definitely, I think Mosaic's definitely going to be um, a character to watch for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of, the, the whole idea of him is kind of just odd, kind of something that's never really been done before. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of one to watch, definitely. Well, some people have have likened him to a character from DC Comics called uh, Dead Man. Yes, who is yeah, also right. an incorporeal spirit who can uh, uh, jump into the bodies of other people and use their powers and memories and whatnot. But um, it, it's uh, De- Dead Men and Mosaic. Their their um, similarities kind of end there, uh, because whereas Dead Man is this sort of neurotic, somber character who's trying to win his way into heaven by doing good deeds. Uh, Mosaic is more of a guy off on a thrill ride he's yeah he's this not a very likable guy at the beginning of the book he's this very arrogant um superstar of the nba who does not treat his uh, teammates with much respect um he's got this awful girlfriend and uh, an overbearing father and you're like oh this person's life i don't know if i want to read about it but then you know when he gets his powers he's almost like this is the escape i wanted you know, I don't. I didn't like living that life, and now I can live all these different lives. And he's kind of enjoying it. It seems like um, it's an interesting take. I think that um, Thorne and Randolph work wonderfully together. Oh the, my God, the, the art. art was so good. And yeah. the so way good. he uh, depicts is sort of how a human's uh, psyche looks. And this sort of combination of organics and technology and it's just very cool it's very what i like at. is um how he depicts how mosaic sees people as like this right like, shadowy outline i think that is really cool and um i like his design for mosaic because no one can really see him but how he draws him for the readers is is pretty awesome yeah it yeah. is quite interesting um uh and uh i think the writing really pairs nicely with the art um, they work great in tandem together um, the next issue's coming out I think maybe this week or the next week and I definitely recommend yeah previews it. up for it so I think it's coming this Wednesday actually definitely recommended it guys um, really really good stuff um, yeah, that should be good because my, uh, my comic books come here for. Oh, okay what well, FX. I was about to say that it's quite good that um I was about to say that Mosaic is quite good because it comes out on the week that my comic book subscription gets shift, uh, shifted. So um, when it gets sent out, it's, it's it's kind of the week of Mosaic, which is pretty good. Okay. So um, next, uh, the big one uh, is uh, Death of X. Yeah. Oh, do we have a lot to cover? We've got um, three issues to go <laughs> yeah. through. It's basically so, Doc, all of it. Can you just uh, give us the rundown sure, of what's uh, been happening? It's actually a, um, a prequel. Um, it, it's set in the past. Uh, this is the uh, the time between the ending of uh, so, uh, Secret Wars and the uh, the seven year gap or seven month gap rather yeah. to the current six one six timeline. Like what everyone had said, you know, Cyclops had did something terrible and had perished, and it was never revealed what that was. Well, what that was is finally told in this uh, four-issue miniseries. By, it, it's um, kind of a shame. Soul and Jeff Lemire, art by a guy named Aaron Kudar, very cool new artist here at Marvel. Also, um, a very cool guy. Met him at NYU. Oh, you met him? Too. Yes, I did. He's very cool. <clears throat> Neat. 
he's got an interesting uh, uh, pencil line, uh, very reminiscent of Frank Whiteley. Um, although I don't like the way he draws Crystal. She looks yeah, like... Uh, she's yeah. got this va- vacuous gaze and smile. She looks like a cult leader. <laughs> yeah, very <so> true. <laughs> In I, I, any I case... Seeing his artwork, because I saw the lines at NYCC, and uh, I love the line work, so I'm wondering if maybe the colorist doesn't quite complement his style, because um, the line work at NYCC was pretty stunning. Yeah, the line so work does look that. Really good. see a lot of his work in the future, so we'll see. Um, in any case, uh, this is where it is initially discovered that the Terrigen Cloud is deleterious to mutants, that it's uh, toxic to mutants and causes the terrible disease called the Mpox. Um, Cyclops and his team traveled to Muir Island where they f- discovered that the, the cloud has passed over and killed everyone there, including uh, Jimmy Madrox, the original uh, multiple man. Mm. Uh, so he's died, and it's very sad. Uh, longtime fans of uh, Peter David's run on X-Factor were very sad to see that the Jimmy Madrox had died, but it's comic books, and death is a temporary affliction. Unless you're Ben Riley. And um, uh, Cyclops and Emma Frost, with assistance from the uh, the Midwitch Cuckoos, they project a message to the minds of all inhabitants of Earth, saying that the Terrigen Cloud is toxic to mutants. They add that it's toxic to humans. They get everyone very upset and scared about the cloud and warn mutants to steer clear, which is important. Um, All this occurs uh, uh, at the same time as a mission uh, that Crystal is running with uh, aboard the RIV. They go to uh, Osaka, Japan, where the cloud has passed over and um, a brand new Inhuman uh, is created. Um, this guy named Daisuke, who later takes on the codename Downer, and he's got a very cool power. Yeah. He can project this sort of ectoplastic bubble that that uh, renders everyone in a radius uh, unconscious. Um, it, it, I don't describe it sounding very cool, but it's drawn very cool. It's uh, It looks neat in the comic. Mm. Um, and uh, some Hydra agents try to abduct him, but they defeat them. So on and so forth. Yeah, it's uh, nice but to a see very Hydra. stark contrast. Yes, yeah, it's always good to see Hydra. <laughs> um, and uh, then, in the subsequent issues, um, Storm and her extraordinary X Men team traveled to Madrid, Spain, to uh, try and uh, evacuate all mutants before the cloud comes. The Terrigen cloud hits Spain. Um, Crystal's team shows up to assist. Uh, Working in concert, Crystal, Iso, and Storm are able to push the cloud away so that it doesn't make landfall landfall on on Madrid. Uh, but the fear that the cloud would kill the humans creates this uh, terrible panic and a riot. And Daisuke uses this new power of his to render the entire city unconscious, um, including the X-Men, it appears that his powers work on everyone but his fellow Inhumans. So for those on the out looking in, like Emma Frost, it appears as though the Inhumans have leveled an attack against the mutants, against uh, Storm's of X-Men. 
Um, and she dispatches Magneto and a team of, of, of X-Men to... She being Emma um, Frost, correct? Emma Frost. Yes, yeah, yeah. She, she sends Magneto to Madrid with this group of, 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 um, of X-Men, and their first, uh, their first salvo is for magic to teleport onto the scene, knock out Daisuke, and abduct him, take him to, uh, to Limbo, effectively taking him off the table. And the fourth and final issue is about to occur. Um, there's going to be a big battle between Magneto's forces and Crystals and humans. Um, Cyclops has uh, recruited a way old mutant named Alchemy. From, York, from Yorkshire, like England. From Yorkshire, England. Uh, this was the, <laughs> uh, the result of a, of a contest that took place in the pages of X-Factor, the original run of X-Factor, where you could... Uh, you, you submitted your na- make up your own inhuman and the winner would be a uh, make up your own mutant, mutant yeah. and the winner would have their character uh, uh, portrayed. I, I sent in a, a submission of some sort of rabbit based mutant that didn't win. <laughs> but who, this uh, young man from, I believe Yorkshire won and his mutant had the ability to transmute substances like alchemy, turn lead to gold. That's a pretty rad throwback, you got to admit. Really rad throwback. Uh, Cyclops has recruited him because he wants alchemy to change the molecular composition of the Terrigen Cloud. Whether or not he will succeed remains to be seen. Whether or not Cyclops is Cyclops remains to be seen. There's a lot of people who are speculating that Cyclops actually dies in the first issue. And what we're all seeing is the uh, mental image of him projected by Emma Frost that she's just making it seem as though he's still alive. I don't know where I fall on that theory, but uh, be interesting. Uh, we will find out. That's an interesting theory, definitely, because because everything that Cyclops would do, I mean, it, it, it's not really straying too far from what Cyclops would do, because um, you know, changing the molecular structure of the Terrigen Cloud, especially after what's kind of happening, it kind of it would suit him down to the ground. So... But, I mean, apparently what he's done has made him uh, an absolute pariah. People in the current timeline talk about Cyclops as though he had done something terrible, that he had done so something on par with Hitler. Something, well, I'm wondering if that something is still bound to happen. Well, one, I don't think the Inhumans are going to take very kindly to the X-Men absconding with one of their new humans to Limbo. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a problem. Well, okay. uh, I mean, and so, that dude's as good as dead, in my opinion. So the thing is, is that in Extraordinary X Men, um, they actually go for a trip through Limbo, looking for someone. I can't remember what the exact storyline was, but basically, in Extraordinary um, X Men, they find Sunfire, um, and they find him essentially using the last of his energy to try and. Well, I, yeah, I can't remember the exact details of it, but he's basically trying to keep himself alive, really. Um, Dear. And, um, Does he have a disease? Does he have M pox? No, no, because no, this this was all in um, this was in limbo, so they all oh. end up in limbo. I'm guessing, and uh, I have a feeling this is probably what what what's going to happen is that magic is going to somehow try and teleport the last of um, Scott Summers X Men out, uh, and after he dies, but. It's 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 very unclear, but I can see where all the all the threads from Uncanny X Men, Extraordinary X Men, and potentially a few from um, Uncanny Humans as well, where they've all kind of strayed from. Um, yeah, especially with the Cyclops as X Men. 
which is yeah, it's interesting. Interesting to see. Well, the fourth issue is coming out. Um, I think the third week of November, and it will have the conclusion. And what this is doing is segueing right into Inhumans versus X Men IBX. Yeah. Um, I'm actually more excited about which, that than I have been about Death of X. I have to say. I, I think well, Death, Death of X, X is very much an X Men comic that the Inhumans are just co-starring in. This is, yeah. this is a, a tale about Cyclops or how and Emma Frost. Um, uh, whereas IVX is going to be more of a, uh, you know, two. two I don't two. know. I think I get the I get the impression that IVX is still going to be more of an X Men book than necessarily an Inhuman book because I, I do as well. Because there's only one tie-in issue of Uncanny for that, as far as I know, for that. Um, and Resurrection. For that event. And resurrection. I mean, yeah, going into out. it, it's. I. I think the. Um, and this makes me really sad. I just. I feel like. Um, we're not getting as much of the inhuman side of things as an inhuman fan. I feel like I would like more, and I would have to pick up X Men books, which I really don't want to do. Like, uh, well, yeah, but I, we'll see. I, I think the reason the X Men haven't had any characters is largely because of the fact that. The, the Terrigen Cloud exists. Like, I mean, Cable right. has got his own ongoing after Resurrection. Um, and the last time he was seen, I believed, is in, I believe, is in Uncanny Avengers. And Uncanny Avengers wasn't actually that great. Um, and I, and I, I, well, it was okay, but only after, like, the fourth issue, it got, it got quite bad. But it's my opinion. It's, I mean, it, it's Uncanny Avengers is an okay book. It's, it's basically Deadpool and the Avengers. So if you're into yeah. Deadpool, then yeah, pick um, it up. If Deadpool doesn't do it for you, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, me, um, um, then then maybe Uncanny Avenger is not your cup of tea. Um, but but uh, I don't know. I just feel I like I like if you're if you're looking at the tie-ins for IVX, I just feel like it's definitely more of a X-Men event than an, an Inhuman and X-Men event. Yeah, I well, suppose that's that's we'll kind see. of. We'll yeah. see. I think it's going to be a little more parody than that. Actually, I think. Uh, that um, you know, everyone is treating this like, oh, this is Marvel trying to make fetch happen. This is Marvel trying to force its readers into being interested in the Inhumans. Well, okay, I don't get that impression. I, uh, at all. I, I think that that um, tethering together the Inhumans and the X Men will, you know, force a lot more readers to read the Inhumans. Whether it makes them like them is a different story. Um, I mean, on that note, I mean, I I I don't like Cyclops as X Men, and yet I read the entire <laughs> Bendis run, so because Cyclops to me was just a character I love to hate because you know he's a bit of a unsavory character recently, so which yeah. is actually the first time I've been interested in him. Yeah, it's, it's irony, really. The uh, Boy Scout Cyclops was always really dull for me, but um, revolutionary Che Guevara Cyclops was quite interesting. I liked <laughs> reading about him. Um, and that's kind of part of the draw for the Inhumans, is that they are all very flawed characters. I mean, the culture of old Atalon is really problematic, and everyone, you know, they say, oh, well, they're terrible. Oh, yeah, they, like, they, they, they love to point that out, don't they? <laughs> I was like, well, you, you can like a character without identifying with their morals. I mean, exactly. if you need lawful, good characters, then go read, you know, Super Friends. Um, right. If you want multi-dimensional, flawed characters, then Inhumans and X-Men are for you. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I think that, in, you know, going back to Death of X, I, I do think that... <clears throat> I think Death of X really should have come out a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Just, just because... That, I agree. that should have come out, I think, right off the bat with uh, Secret Wars ending. That's yeah, what well, I think. even earlier than that, in my opinion, because this is basically set um, kind right of... Right Yeah, it's right after Secret Wars, but it's kind of... Secret Wars was like its own entity, wasn't it? I mean, they could have got away with putting Death of X out even before Secret Wars, realistically, but... True. You know, because um, the whole the, the, because Uncanny X Men the Bendis run ended on such a um, how do I put this politely uh, a dull note and a completely <laughs> I I don't know what Bendis was trying to do with it but oh it was terrible because um, oh, they 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 victimized well. they victimized Beast in such a way that um, no matter what Cyclops did which he's done some pretty horrible stuff. Uh, and and some pretty sort of nasty stuff to the other X Men, but they all they all came together to say Beast, it's all your fault, and and that annoyed me. But I think <laughs> well, I guess we can is, talk about Beast since he is yeah. officially a member of the Uncanny and Inhuman Squad. Uh, Beast for me is beyond uh, the pale. He. He, I think he has done some terrible things. I think, um, you know, he used to be a character I liked a lot back when he was an Avenger and he was always singing show tunes. He was a lot of fun, but he has degenerated into this morose, meddlesome, terrible guy. And well, I, I think I can see. see I this is where I'm coming from. Someone who hasn't read the X Men before because I've seen him in just Uncanny, Inhumans, and uh, I have to say I kind of like him. But that's my only experience with him. So, well, as, well, as, he's, he's fighting it. the good fight. He's trying to find a cure for uh, pterogen toxicity and, and mutants. He's, uh, you know, he's doing what he thinks is right. And you know, I hope, I think he will ultimately find a cure, or that, you know, through. I think. I think that's what that, resurrection is going to ultimately end with, really. I think the the whole the whole story arc of pterogen being toxic to mutants will resolve in IVX. It will yeah. end. That's what I Some think sort too. of resolution will come. And then Resurrection will be primarily an X-Men event that is sort of bringing the X-Men back into the limelight of, of the Marvel Universe with a, a launch of all new books. Uh, X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, Generation X, Cable, Cable. Yeah. Phoenix, and Iceman. Um, which is you know great. I think we'll also get some Inhuman books. Uh, maybe a relaunch so. of un- any Inhumans under the Resurrection banner. I think we're definitely getting a black. black yeah, I think book. I think that one's kind of kind of uh, actually in the logo of Resurrection because you have um, Black Bolt's kind of distinctive, almost like you know, his lightning bolts on his suit. Basically, they're yeah, in and, they're in the. Uh, o. Apparently, they've um, they've they've uh, trademarked the name Black Bolt for a title of a comic already, so it's Sweet. it's all but assured. Um, will we get another Inhumans book is the real question. I, I mean, I say yes. I want one. I don't know if the I want another team one. book so bad. Yeah, I think we need another it's team just, book. There's too many good characters to just be uh, uh, squeezed into one team book. It's, yeah. uh, you, I... You, I you end up with a, a lot of characters being shunted to the background that don't that shouldn't be there. Exactly, and I I think 
we need another Inhumans team book. I figure if we can have three X-Men in team books, we can certainly have another Inhumans team book. And I think <laughs> I really think they need to uh, get James Asimus back and put him on that team book, and he needs to kind of pick up where he left off with, with all new, because I think we need that team again. Yeah, I, I think Crystal's team oh, yeah, definitely needs great to have... Reading. Yeah, I, I think Crystal's team definitely needs to have some sort of focus, really, because that, that was a genuinely fun, go- uh, fun and good book. Um, and I'm I'm glad to see her in in Death of X, and I'm glad to see the team in Death of X. Um, yeah. I feel like Crystal's been nerfed up though. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but I, I you should explain to our listeners what this term means. Nerf. It's it's uh, uh, new to me. Nerf is gamer speak <laughs> for yeah. her powers have been weakened. If you play World of Warcraft, that's a uh, Kamala Khan would understand what I was talking about, Nat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She would know what I was talking about. So nerf means um, her powers have been weakened. She is not as strong as she has been portrayed in the past. Um, ah, well, that is. I was really correct. hoping for Death of X to see her let loose um, and show everyone what she can really do, but I'm not um, seeing that because she, she is a powerhouse and I think she's a heavy hitter. But I think she's been portrayed far weaker than she actually is, considering you know. Well, it it, it it serves a. I mean, between Black Bolt, Crystal, and Reader, the other Inhumans are kind of perfunctory. They don't, I mean, those three alone can take on any threat uh, easily. I would um, love to see it. <laughs> yeah, that would be sure. But then you you wouldn't get any action for, you know, Grid or Iso or, or Dante. Um, so, you know, to have her powers seem a little less strong... It stinks for Crystal fans, like me, like you, but it it does create space for other characters to um, to to shine. You know, like in in Uncanny 14, uh, Black Bolt being sort of uh, taken off uh, right away is what creates the space for Iso to step up so big. Um, you know. Reader could have just easily done, used his powers to eliminate all those Iron Man suits, you know, right away. But mm-hmm. because he didn't, we got to see a cool battle with the other young and humans doing cool things. And Triton uh, redeeming himself by jumping down and taking out that Hulkbuster, and ugh, pretty cool. But stuff. Although, although talking about that, and I know I know we're kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, but just just a really quick one: Do you reckon that um, the Iron Man knew that that was going to happen? Do you reckon that if he came over and he took over a new, um, you know, new Atalan, that everything would sort of play out and kind of reveal themselves? I don't. Never know. even thought of that question. <laughs> because, that that was not a question that had actually even occurred to me. Believe it or not. Because it it just seemed to me that as soon as Triton and Maximus kind of came out of the out of the shadows, um, we you, you like, know, okay, cool, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Well. Exactly. That's kind of. I, I think that uh, Medusa showed up. She had a very dramatic entrance, riding on a, a rocket surfboard, which is how I like to enter rooms. Um, and uh, she talked Iron Man down. She said, "Look, what you're doing, you don't need to do. Uh, we were all misled. We were fooled by Maximus, I love Maximus. who I think is going to Maximus is going to play a big role in uh, IVX. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's already." 
already been revealed. Um, they, so they, he, he escapes alongside uh, Lineage and the Unspoken to the other major Inhuman that's like foes. the unholy trinity of Inhumans right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then again, uh, then they bring Maximus back all the way back in um, Inhuman. Because um, he was kind of bugging Black Bolt for a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that was a, a wild story because um, it didn't quite co-align with what was happening in New Avengers. It's like uh, Jonathan Hickman and uh, and Charles Soule weren't properly comparing notes. So yeah. um, uh, Maximus seemingly died in, towards the end of Inhuman, and then he showed up alive again in uh, New Avengers, um, and then again in Secret uh, Secret Wars. Yeah, but he's, um, he's but mad, he's back so. <laughs> and he's ready for um, ready for chaos. Um, I, I'm looking forward to what sort of uh, mayhem he has up his sleeve. For no one can cause mayhem like Maximus. <laughs> I'm sorry, but say what you will about other villains, but uh, Maximus is a great one. I love him. I hate him, but I love him. He's one of my favorites. He's a dick. <laughs> he is a. Am I gonna have to bleep that one? Says it. Yes, you are. <laughs> Let's try to find it. Um, it's a you know he's got mental manipulation powers, which is a pretty scary and creepy ability in and of itself. Um, he doesn't have to use them. He doesn't. No. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's very dramatic, and he's uh, he's fun. He's kind of like uh, uh, the the Loki um, who was from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the yeah. one that Tom Hildenson portrays. Uh, um, did I say his name right? Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's sort of uh, evil, but kind of charming at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but uh... I could, I, w- I would totally read a Maximus solo book. It's never going to happen, but... Oh, gosh, well, I would you know, be so there so fast for Maximus solo. Are you kidding? That would be great. Do you want know to be quite cool? If I'd like to see... Sorry, carry on that. Uh, if they, you know, the way that, um, the way that Kieran Gellin did Loki in in Journey into Mystery, uh, you know, not not make uh, Maximus into a teenager, but to sort of uh, portray him in a more uh, sympathetic, realistic um, fashion, uh, it would be a great, that'd be a great read. Yeah. And what I'd like to see is, um, is kind of uh, <laughs> if Blackbot gets a book and Maximus got a book, is kind of have like mirror, um, mirror front covers. Oh, so yeah, kind of like you have Blackbot on one side, Maximus on the other, and just sort of like head to head. That would be pretty cool. But right. well, that, um, we'll see. I mean, Black, uh, Maximus and Black both are both going to uh, play significant roles in IVX. Um, I think actually Black Bolt's going to play a significant role in the fourth uh, issue of Death of X. Yeah, it's not so. that I'm, you know, he's on the cover, so yeah. it's not like I'm making a giant prediction or anything. Right. But, um, well, it's kind of weird. But because... something's going to happen that makes Cyclops seem terrible. Well, I think he, he already did his, seem terrible anyway. His, uh... <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he had he had to do something really like horrible like he hasn't done anything like well he's done horrible things like turning the whole city of madrid making them panic but like what 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 else could he do like i mean they okay so they took took the new human subjects (laughs) what else is he gonna do like i I can't even so in in extraordinary having 
alchemy going back and transform that cloud it's going to do it's going to end up disaster but then again also what um i think i read somewhere and i can't quite remember which book it was in but it was um in one of the x-men books i have a feeling that cyclops goes to new atalan and he basically faces off against whoever um because I, I I think it must have been an extraordinary X Men that I read it, but basically they they went to New Atalan and they essentially wanted a war with the Inhumans, which yeah, ironically is what they're about to get. So that that occurred in the uh, X Men Civil War uh, miniseries. Oh, did, it's yeah. It's like a four okay. issue, um, and Magneto goes to New Atalan to try and get rid of Poor Ulysses. Laws. See things. Did we ever be... find out what happened to Laws? By the way, we don't know. He's still imprisoned on. Uh, oh, that uh, sucks. I like Waz. The Savage <laughs> Land. He's in the. He's. He, I'm sure he's going to be fine. Uh, he's somewhere in the Savage Land, having a good time, looking yeah, right. for reflective surfaces. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But you know the fact that that Daisuke gets sent to um, to Limbo opens up the door that he could come back into the current timeline because. Uh, he could just be in limbo this entire time. Um, not the figurative limbo of like a character is in limbo, but the not where Professor literal X limbo of the six one six universe. That's um, true. So he could come back. He Which could. I think would be cool because he's a very neat character. Yeah. Uh, very funny looking guy. Well, I think uh, we've covered quite a lot this episode now. We got way off topic per usual. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As did, usual. Yeah. So. So do we have giveaways this week? We do have giveaways this week. I think um, we've got, what, Miss Marvel to give away. We've got some Moon Girl to give away and some Civil War to give away. Um, You can always email us at the show at adelanrising.com. Uh, that's our new email address. Once again, that's the show at adelanrising.com. Uh, send us an email, give us your feedback, and we will give you a code. Yes, we got uh, issues... Um... 10 through 13 of Miss Marvel, issues 12, 13, and 14 of Uncanny and Humans, um, all of the recent Moon Girl. First come, first serve. Send us a note. Tell us what you think. You get a code. And uh, keep an eye out, guys, because I have some uh, signed comics to give away for future uh, events, uh, signed by Charles Soule and James Asmus, so we'll be giving them away down the line. Um, just not quite sure how we're doing it yet, so keep an ear out. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah a bit logistically it'd be a bit hard, but you know we'll work it out. We'll keep you guys updated. So, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, and have you. a until next time. Yeah, make sure you go and catch Doctor Strange. Okay. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.